And good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful weekend morning, Friday morning. And my name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church in South Africa. Well, friend, today I want to tell you some angry stories to end off this week. Now, we had a wonderful message this week where we learned about overcoming hidden anger through the meekness that God has given us through His Spirit. And so, friend, there are many stories in the Bible where you will find that there are people that had some serious anger issues, and because of that, they got into a lot of trouble. And every time you'll see that the results were not too good. They did not end well. Every time they acted in their anger, there were serious consequences that they had to deal with. And the Bible is full of these stories, and I believe that they are there for us to learn as well. To see that anger does not produce the fruits that we need or that we desire. They do not bring peace. Anger does not bring peace, but it brings strife. Proverbs says that a man of anger, a man that acts in his anger always stirs up strife. So we've got a couple of stories starting in Genesis. We have Cain. And his brother Abel, now Cain, <clears throat> got angry because his sacrifice was not accepted. And he got so angry that he killed his brother Cain. Sorry, his brother Abel. And so God cursed Cain. And God, uh, Cain left the presence of God because he was angry at Abel. And he was angry at God. And he felt sorry for himself. And we know that the story does not end well. Then we find that... Pharaoh in the Bible got angry at the Israelites because they finally left Egypt. And he got so angry that he pursued after them. He would not let them go. And because of that, him and his whole army were drowned in the in the, in the Red Sea. And then we find within the, the wilderness that Moses got angry. He got angry at the Jews after 40 years of leading them. He had enough. And Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth, the Bible says. But Moses also had some anger problems. And that is why he knew he had to be meek in order to deal with them. But this one time, Moses failed and he acted in his anger. And he shouted at the Jews and said to them that they are a rebellious people. And he's tired of them. And then he smote the rock. But God said to him to speak to the rock. And so when Moses smote the rock, God was upset with Moses and Moses was not allowed to enter into the promised land we find that King Saul the first king of the Jews that he got angry he was jealous over David and he got so angry at David that while David was sitting there playing music for him that Saul tried to kill him with a spear by throwing a spear at him but because he was angry he couldn't aim so he missed and David escaped of his life now there's one time where David got so angry at a man called Nabal because they would not help and feed his people that he wanted to go and kill everybody. He said that there will not be a man left in his house and in his family and in all of his everything. He wanted to kill everything. He was so upset. He was furious. But then he was stopped by a wise woman by the name Abigail. And she asked him not to do it and to think about what he wants to do and to give space to anger and allow God to avenge him. And so she said to David, far be it from it that you avenge yourself. This is not how a man of God should act. 
And so David heeded to her words and he did not act in his anger. And God dealt with the situation. But imagine if David acted in his anger. Now there's another story in the Bible that we want to pause on a little bit. And this is the story of Jonah in the Bible. Now if you have some time today, I can't read this because of time. I wanted to read all of this, but I can't because of the time. Now... In Jonah chapter 4, just go and read this from verse 1 to 11, the whole chapter 4, and see how angry Jonah was with God. Now, in verse, I'll read for you verse 1, and then I'll read for you verse um, 9. It says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and this is after God had saved Nineveh, after they repented and turned unto God. And it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting in from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. <laughs> and verse 4, And the Lord said unto him, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah, why are you so upset? And then you see that God, you know, creates a plant for him to take to, because Jonah was so upset, he went to sit in a little corner on a hill outside of the city because he wanted to see how the city gets destroyed. And then God makes this plant grow to give shade onto Jonah. But then the next day, God also makes this plant to die. And then Jonah is upset again. And it says in verse 9, But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry. Angry enough to die. Oh my word, this is your, yeah, very emotional here. The emotions are just raging wild. And the Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor that you make it grow, which it came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right from their left hand, and so much cattle. It's like Jonah. You are angry because of this plant. But you know this is not the real issue. But still if you care so much about this plant. Which was only there for one day. Don't you think that I should care about the souls of these people. And about their animals and their lives. And their being. How can you be so angry at something so 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 little. So selfish. And you see that anger always has its roots that needs to be dealt with. Jonah wasn't really angry about the plant. Jonah was upset because God saved Nineveh, a people that the Jews considered as a very, very terrible people, and they did terrible things to the Jews. And so they had all the reason to despise these people. And they, Jonah had all the reason to be angry that they got saved. But he did not have that love and meekness that he required to rejoice at the salvation of souls. And so you see here that this message that we listened this week on dealing with hidden anger is so important because we need that meekness in order to overcome this hidden anger to deal with the root of our anger. 
And you might find yourself angry at times at very stupid things. And many times it is not the things that are taking place, the situation, the person, the things, the events. Those are not the reason why you're angry, but you might have some hidden root of anger that is lingering there. It is like a cancer that is eating you up. And when the situation comes, you just burst out in anger for no reason. And you don't even know why, but you're so furious at the moment. And you could just break something. And many times, friend, this is anger that is rooted in you. And this needs to be dealt with in meekness, as we learned this week. Because anger never brings forth the righteousness of God. Anger never has a good result. Anger has a, never has a good end. And you see in other people in the Bible where they acted in anger, for example, there is, there is the story of Esther, where there was a man called Haman, and he was so angry at the Jews. He was filled with hatred for the Jews and despised them. But in the end, it cost him his life. And Job was angry at his friends and at God because of his situation and because he felt uh, he felt entitled to being answered and to knowing the reason. And Job's wife even was so angry at him that she told him to just curse God and die. Why do you keep your integrity, she said to him. And in all the book of the prophets, there is a lot of foolish anger by the people. Mostly they were angry at the prophets because they were speaking the truth. But deep down, the greatest anger in, in Jeremiah, God brings this out. He says that the problem is that they do not love God. And that is the reason why they are angry. That is the reason why they react to the word of God. Why they become angry when they hear the truth, when they hear the Bible. God's word, they are angry because they actually hate God. And you see this even in this world today, friend, that people react when the truth is preached, that they react when the Bible is spoken, when we give them the truth in love. People take it the wrong way. They become angry. They become wrathful. They become emotional even. Because deep down, the big problem is that they hate God. In Acts chapter 7, verse 54, verse 259, this perfect example of this with Stephen, when Stephen was preaching to the Jewish leaders, and they got so angry at him. In verse 54 of chapter 7, it says, Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. Imagine that, like, Argh! But he was full of the Holy Spirit and gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. And then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And Saul we know is the Apostle Paul. Or he later became the Apostle Paul, but he himself had so much anger against the Christians that he persecuted them and threw them in prison and consented to their deaths. And so many, many more stories, friend, that we can read of in the Bible where people were angry and this anger cost them so much. This anger was not a justified anger. This was not a righteous anger, but this was a selfish anger. 
Her anger that was only rooted in self-desire, in self-lust, in self-need, in self-fulfillment, in a self-emotional state where one seeks to express that which is only yourself and not that which is gone. And so the greatest of these obviously were the Jewish leaders who were so angry at Jesus that they tried to kill him several times. Why? Because he spoke the truth and because they hated God, they did not love God, they were selfish, religious people, rebellious people. And eventually they captured Jesus and they were so angry at him that they cried, crucify him, crucify him. God himself was standing before them, but anger blinded them to the point where they could not see God in front of them. And therefore, friend, anger is so dangerous. Anger blinds you. Anger makes you selfish. Anger makes you foolish. You cannot think when you are angry. Anger makes you act in a very selfish manner and only express that which is you desire in your emotions at, at the time. And Jesus did not even respond to them in anger, even though he had every right. But he forgave them in his meekness. And on the cross, while dying on the cross, he said unto, uh, he prayed and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He dealt with them in meekness and in love, even though he had every reason to be angry at them. Now, friend, our anger never produces good results. It never brings and produces God. Do not be deceived by your emotions and by your anger. Never act in anger. Never give a place to anger in your life. And never give it a gap to control you. When you feel angry, do not do anything. Do not speak. Do not act until you have gained control of your anger and submitted it to the cross of Jesus Christ and picked up love and picked up faith and picked up truth. And until you can speak with truth and in love and in meekness, you do not say anything and you do not do anything. For anger is not the righteousness of God. And the Bible says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And so, friend, let us live a life that is not controlled by our emotions, that is not controlled, that is not, does not allow itself to be controlled by other things and other people and situations and emotions and how we feel. But let us live a life that is controlled by the influence of the Holy Spirit and by God's word and his truth and his love. Let these things reign in our hearts and in our thoughts and let us act upon them rather than acting on anger. So thank you so much, friend, for listening to this short series on anger. I really hope and pray that you've learned a lot and maybe that it really helped you to overcome the anger that you might experience in your life. And remember that this is a continuous learning process. But the more you overcome anger, the easier it will become. So friend, may you have a wonderful weekend and as always, may God bless you.